This is Kenny. And this is Mark. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. We hope you've been enjoying our mini-series. Um, our White Lotus version of Drowned World Tour. Who <laughs> killed Donna's mug? <laughs> Who smashed Donna's Who mug? Who smashed Donna's mug? Who smashed Donna's mug? I think it was a bunch of gays. Those gays. Do you know those gays? Do you know these gays? Do you know these gays? Do you know these gays? We have to unpack White Lotus season two because there are some <laughs> questions I have. I have no questions. I know I know better than to ask my Mike White. No, any I'm not going to ask Mike White questions. No, no. Anyway, um, we wanted to talk to you before the episode because we have some um, very very special announcements. Uh, yes, uh, we in our conversations about the Drowned World Tour 2001, uh, we realized once again that Madonna's best self is when she's out on tour. And yes. so, dear friends, yes. we are going on tour. Hell yeah, we are. We're going on tour in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting the road. Hitting the road. One piece of luggage each. No checked bags, Kenny Finkel. Well, sometimes it's nice to check the bag and then you just like, we don't, if we're not no, in a rush, we no, just wait no, for no, it. No. I also may need one or two more bags of things in case. In case of what? In case I get invited to a sex party. Oh my in God. Case Nobody's going to invite you to a sex well, party. Well, in case I don't, I need to bring oh, toys. Oh my God. I'm going to be away. <laughs> no, 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 no. So no, we're no. going to be hitting the road and we're coming to London. Coming to London. In town. February of 2023. Yes, we are. We were invited to come um, to work with our friend Brian Mullen, who you may remember from our. In this life, in this life episode from season two, way back in season two, Um, Brian talked to us at that time about the show he was working on called "Live to Tell: A Proposal for a Jukebox Musical, Madonna Musical," Um, and now it's finally happening in February at uh, the Omnibus Theater in Clapham. Yes, uh, from February, it's running February seventh through February eighteenth. And we we are so excited and proud of Brian. The play is so great. It is amazing and so interesting and beautiful and complex. We're I, I I can't wait to see it. Yeah, just I agree, let alone agree. Yeah, and it's such a great honor to to be connected to the play and yes. with Brian and a building of our relationship. One of the magical things about doing podcasting is like these sorts of friendships and relationships that grow out of doing it. It's, it's crazy, amazing. crazy. So anyway, um, we're gonna go to London. We're going to see Brian's show and we're going to do a couple events around Brian's show. A couple while we're of there. events. We're going to do, so we're going to be at the um, the Friday performance, um, February 10th, uh, for a talk back with Brian about reinvention and Madonna as Muse yes. with um, Brian and a couple of other guests. And yes. then on Sunday, uh, February 12th at 1 p.m., yes. we're going to be doing a live taping of. Uh, four episodes of All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Many people have asked us to do this and have <laughs> asked us to come and do live. <laughs> they want to see us do it. And listen, and this is where you have a part in this. You got to show up. You got to come. Come, <laughs> come see us record four episodes of All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. We promise um, some interesting conversation. Uh, narrative wormholes. Um, some more fan fiction. Uh, maybe a game of truth or dare with the audience. Perhaps, maybe. perhaps a special guest uh, or two or two or three, depending on how good we do by getting <laughs> some people. casual nudity. 
Mark is promising some casual nudity. I am promising casual nudity. Kenny is not. Kenny, not yet. Not yet. Well, if not if we sh- lose your luggage you're checking, yes, there will be casual nudity. It's possible. It's very possible. So please join us in England if you are in Europe. Get on the Eurostar and come to England, to London, uh, February uh, 7th through the 18th for Brian's show. And and Kenny and I will be there the 10th and 12th for sure with more details and dates to come. And ticket information and all of that. If you want to look up stuff about Brian's show in the meantime, you can go to the omnibusclapham.org, Omnibus Theater's web site yes and you can read all about the show there just do omnibusclapham.org live to tell and it will show up it'll give you the dates you should definitely buy your tickets um and um and yeah, follow we... live to tell the the oh yeah on instagram. on instagram and brian mullen because brian's so talented and such a sweet guy and we are so excited to be celebrating the run of his show with him live and in person and in front of you so please join us right and now We should move on to the episode. Do this! Let's do this, motherfucker. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Mark. And this is All I Want to Do is Talk About Madonna. Part four, the final part of our four-part episode on the Drowned World Tour 2001. Fire. So... We left you at the cliffhanger last week. <laughs> Is the Don't Cry For Me Argentina interlude the end of part three, Earth, or the beginning of part four, Fire? I think it's the beginning of part four. Because there's something very final about gone. Yes, well. She says, I'll be gone. All right. Bye. And then um, this part. This is the beginning. This is when I realized, oh, Madonna really is cleaning house with everything going on. She's getting, she's she's cleaning up. She's cleaning up all these dangling things from the last decade of stuff that she hasn't addressed on stage. And yeah. this is a moment where she's got to be like, okay, I have to acknowledge I was in Evita. Yeah. I don't want to sing any songs from Evita. No. So here is this little interlude with some beautiful tango gorgeous. dancing. Three couples dancing. Gorgeous, gorgeous dancing. Yeah. Um, red light, so we know we're sort of moving into this... Well, actually, it's blue light, but it's sort of moving us into this other world. Yeah. There's this big set piece in the center of the stage. Like a box. A box. Yeah. Um, that's just sitting there. We don't know what it is. Maybe it's a cubist um, piece of sculpture or something. You don't know yet right. what it's going to become, but it, it, it is sitting there. Yeah. And then there's also this thing that I noticed akin to the girly show. There are those platforms yes. on either side. So you have... Th- you have met. You have a couple uh, up upstage right, and a couple upstage left on these platforms. Yes. Again, and that's partly to fill this, so everyone gets an angle yes, of this yes. beautiful tango dancing. It's beautiful and it's meditative. And I and I've yes. missed the candles. I've missed the. There are candles down front. Right. So now we're kind of going into Fire. and and I and it also um, it it's a world we know. We we kind of come home in this weird way. How so? Because we're in a world that we know. This is this is a familiar world for Madonna fans. It's oh, candles, uh-huh. reflective. We're dancing. There's 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 kind of we're 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 getting a little breather after the kind of like shagginess of the cowgirl section and the trauma and drama of the punk and the geisha. Yes, yes. 
definitely I like the word meditative because I I do when I was watching it the other day I was like really lulled into the beauty of it yeah the movement the elegance of the dancers and it's a really interesting transition into what it feels like for a girl it's not exactly seamless but it is really cool like those dancers stay yeah and then that box opens up into like like a stainless steel flower with platforms on it it, it i mean well she- i think the center is like like the it's like the part of the flower that's at the center of the flower like the stem not the stem but like you know the god what is it called the like, bud? The pol- yeah i guess the it's pollen. kind of the bud okay but i also think it looks to me also like a screw like a nut and yeah because it she turns with it turns yeah. and yeah. it's the weirdest set piece i've ever seen on a madonna stage i have no idea what it is oh, i think it's so beautiful though i i don't get it i like it's sort of like a little couch at the top that yeah. she can sit on i also think the costume that she wears which well is- well so so before as this thing is opening up we're we're getting kind of an electronic music like the music yeah. is changing we've gone from the orchestral sway of andrew lloyd weber to kind of back to that kind of cold minimalist music yeah, yeah. and then it begins when oh out out she pops yeah with her hair pulled back means business she means she, business now we're taking it home she's in her yeah it's like the la isla bonita hair yeah and yes but she's there to work yes right? oh and she has this beautiful um outfit on that's like full front with like kind of like a dress yes like in the front in the back it's all these straps and you can see her gorgeous back low-rise pants underneath, right? This is a gorgeous silhouette. It, uh, it, it, it is Jean-Paul Gaultier's best piece for the, for the oh, yeah. I think. That and the, that and the kilt yeah, at the top are, are the best pieces. And so beautiful. Like, yes. uh, it's the one time in the show I wish I could see it up close. This is a piece I wish when Madonna does a costume retrospective at a museum, mm. I'd love to see this up close. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's so much texture and detail to it. You just don't, given the lighting and the way, you just can't see it. Right. Cut to if we saw it, it'd be like, it'd be all like saran wrap, black saran wrap. There's like a cum stain on it. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Donna looks gorgeous. Donna spilled her coffee on it one night by accident. I was like, I told you not to have that mug, Donna. Okay. So, so. (laughs) Sorry. So she starts to doing, um, she's dancing and she starts to sing uh, uh, the Spanish version of what it feels like for a girl. Silenciosa Se parece confundida Su pasión está escondido Nunca sabes lo que va a decir Cuando empieza a sonreír Quieres ver lo que siente la So beautiful. 
so beautiful. And apparently she, they choreographed this in the English version. Yeah. And then she just decided to do it differently. Yeah, which I think is so cool. And I love this section. It's only the women. Yeah. And they dance with each other. The other women play sort of the male role as far yeah. as like... It's very androgynous. There's yes. a lot of like white tank tops again. We're back to like that. And Well, you know, this section, this is another section that like, because they call it like the ghetto... Latin ghetto section. Yeah, which I'm I'm kind of... Huh. Yeah, it's complicated. Yeah, it is. It's not maybe... It's not right. Well, when she says pimp daddy at the end, that's, that's what well, the ghetto part means. We'll get yeah. to that later too. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of gorgeous dancing. In the, and there's that one section that she does like a full out dance like formal dance and you're like oh my there's God. there's martha graham's student yes. there she is and i forgot how beautiful the dancing was yeah, on this section yeah i forgot just how and i forgot how interactive it is on a one-on-one -on -one basis with these dancers yeah. like she she has a moment almost with every single one of them totally and, well that's the thing you know she does in all of her tours right she really gives the dancers each a moment yeah to really shine of course some get more than others but like these all these women get such a nice moment of like you know eight bars or whatever dancing specifically with her gorgeous i love that moment where she's with the one dancer she has her arm outstretched she has one leg up and she's sort of staying in that position to sing and then the dancer pulls her in and they turn well and and that was the thing i noticed was this was a number where the choreography was built around when she had to sing the vocal yeah, and the yeah. vocals are held yeah. and beautiful and nikki and Do the melding of those vo voices is yeah. just so beautiful it's really it's 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 really really i think a really special performance There's a lot of care in it. It reminds yes. me of like the erotica you thrill me that comes up in, yes. in yes. confessions later. These like subtle little numbers that she she usually does at the back end yes. of the show that are kind of probably the most artistic yeah. like choreography wise and things. And, and it's not for everybody. It's not playing to a crowd. And I think it's really kind of cool the way that she does it. And though I do think that like being married has changed her. There's an elegance to it. Mm. She's not as um, familiar with everybody right. as she would be, I think. It's professional. I mean, this is yes, going back yes. to like Madonna as entertainer. Mm. This is a reminder of like her versatility and her, her, her range. Yeah. Right. Cause she can do all these things. Like I don't mean, I'm not dissing any other divas, but I can't think of another one that could do all of the different styles. In one show. Correct. Yeah. Um, and here, and it's not showing off though. It's actual pure joy. She loves dance. Oh my God. Well, and, and I, exactly. And I think, I think that I, I think back on the Sky Fitzheaven Geisha character is this same woman. 
Like that is oh. what's so cool. Yes. Like it's such a different language. It's a different way she moves her body. Yeah. This is her as an actor. Yes. This is, I mean, this is exactly right. This is part of the reason that she has longevity is that she can really embody these different characters and, and is a shapeshifter that way. The other, yeah. the other thing I really love is, um, and I agree with you wholeheartedly on that, and, and I also love, and I think part of the reason she can do it is she gets so much energy from the other dancers. Yeah. She made eye contact with every one of them as she was work, like, yeah. and it's almost like, okay, we're going to have our moment. Okay, now I'm, you, you know, you're yeah. moving from uh, eye, set of eyes to set of eyes, which I think is just beautiful. Totally. Right. Well, they're taking care of her. Yeah. Too, you know? Oh, yeah. Right. She's yeah. just going. She's trusting. Yeah. It's beautiful stuff. And then, finally, a hundred minutes into this show, yeah, we get an '80s hit. Yeah. We get a little, a little, little moment. But we don't get it like the '80s. No, no. The '80s are gone, baby. It's we 2001. Get, we get everything I've ever wanted from Madonna in this. This is. I, I know we talked about this when we did this the this episode. Yeah. But um, this La Isla Bonita to me is like, there's nothing I've, you know, there's very little else in the Madonna performance canon that gets to me the way that this performance does. stage with everybody yeah. and they do this this i'd forgotten that this was as intimate as it is yeah. with everybody and i was so moved by it yeah. this time around and how um great she was with it how how together it, everyone felt they felt like a f for this tour being so professional and 47 shows and da, 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 it feels like a group like a like a, a company yeah yeah um and madonna is so happy to be singing this song again. Yes. With Nikki and Donna. When they come together uh, and they're the three of them are uh, singing together the bridge, uh, nothing is better. I agree. Nothing is better than that that that. And you think about it, and particularly this is where our friend Donna Delore shines. She has been singing this yes. song with Madonna since 1987. Yeah. And it sounds as fresh and as vital as it ever has. This is her yes. fourth tour with it.
third tour. Yeah, her yeah, third yeah. tour, her fourth tour, her third times version of Lies yeah. Love It. And I just think it's so wonderful. Wait, I agree. I so there are a few things to talk about. Oh I agree. That silhouette of the three of them together is everything. And we get it again in the next song, which is amazing. I love um I love so this is where we talk about I think about Donna and Monty. Okay. So again, obviously Donna and and Nikki have been tasked with creating characters. Each of yeah, their each yeah. act they've had a character to. Maybe not the geisha section since they were right. on stage very much except for Frozen. Um this section, I don't know what's going on with them, but they're kind of prostitutes. You know, Donna, I think, was sleeping with Monty Pittman. Yeah, because she is singing this song to Monty. Yeah, and he's he's giving her his full attention. Yes, and she's very like free. She's not like playing. No, she's, she's like they're they are fucking and they are fucking hard. <laughs> Theoretically, let's, let's not say oh, yeah. it like theoretically. This, this may be, this this may is be, fan fiction. This is fan fiction. This is fan fiction. So, okay, so going, can we just take this a little? A sure, few steps? let's go. Okay, so um, they never met until this tour, right? Because yeah. because Madonna's been secreting him away to rehearse and guys working with him too. And they get on the tour and you know. Well, no, the Brixton shows. Oh, right, the Brixton yes, shows. Yes, he, he was at the Brixton shows. Um, Brixton and, and Roseland. And so I when think, they came to New York, yeah, Monty was like, well, when they were in Brixton, they were flirting. I don't think they slept together. Then. No, 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 no. They didn't have time. It was right. very quick. It was when, a very quick rehearsal process. When they came to Roseland, yeah. and Monty's like. No, Roseland was first. Oh, then they did Brixton. Oh, yeah. So okay. I, think, I think when they came to Roseland, Madonna was like, hey, guys, take Monty around. He's never been to New York. Isn't he? Doesn't he live in New York? Yeah, that's right. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit. Um, I think that no. I th so if that's the sequence, then I think that they just were working, but there was a lot of flirting, and then the bricks in it got even hotter, and they like maybe went out for drinks. No, they had no time. No, but they, afterwards they were like, afterwards. you know what, though, you know what, Monty. If we go when we go on tour next year, because you know they knew they were gonna go. They yeah. were like hitting the gym. They were like, we'll hang out. We'll get sushi. Totally. You know. And but between Nikki and Donna, Donna was like, I think that he's really hot. And Nikki's like, you should go for it. <laughs> Nikki. Well, you know, and but then she's like, I got to go. I got to go see people, you know, and Donna's <laughs> Nikki like. Nikki always has people to see. She always yes. has people waiting friends, for her. Yes. Friends. People she's she friends all with. over the world. Yeah. Because she's Nikki Harris with one R and one K. <laughs> don't, oh. don't ever, don't ever forget that no nikki I, harris with one k and one r no so donna's like yeah i think i think maybe there's something between us and i think that like she also probably really likes his other music because he also yes. probably gave her he oh he totally they totally traded demo cds yeah they totally because she's making music he's making music they're like hey let's let's talk yeah. maybe maybe they went to like a meditation class together do you think they, yeah, I, I think they absolutely Maybe, because you know Madonna was like, you got to meditate, Monty, if you're going to work with me. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that, okay, so let's say they like, they, okay, they traded music, I really like your music, I really like yeah. your music, I yeah. like this, I like this. We're and colleagues, we're having a great time. Yeah. yeah, let's take a class together, let's yeah. spend the day and just, you know, great. So they do that, and then like, 
do you think okay so they're having tea this is actually why she has the mug because she got this on their date okay <laughs> and so this is an inside reference from oh my god um, and in fact it they was, were at a tea shop and they were like do you have any mugs i could buy well, she bought one as a memento at the end she's like I she didn't even tell monty she did this but he knows so but they're over having tea okay and um and do you think that you they, know they were almost late for a plane once because Nikki was in the gift shop somewhere in like Vegas Nikki or something? Or Donna? No, Donna. Donna yeah. was in the oh, Donna's running late. She's getting T-shirts for her nephews and nieces. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I buy you know, it. So, and again, this is in our fan fiction world. Fan fiction. Um, do you think then um, over tea that they were like okay? I oh, think Can we I, talk about Madonna? No, no. Do you think no. they never talked about her? No, I don't think they did, much to Madonna's chagrin. I think <laughs> that they stroked each other's the inside of each other's wrists. Yeah. yeah. Just a little like, hey, we're talking. Right. Because I think they're both they're seasoned professionals. Yes. They know it's not good to have a showmance. No. Like especially this early in the process, meaning like we're not even on tour yet. And like you don't really even want to you don't want to do it on tour because it's well, just going to make things why, nice. why add an element another element of pressure to what's already a very stressful pressured situation? Right. So okay. So this then makes me think that they 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 rub each other's wrists, right? And then um, they're they're like we're not going to take it any further. They no. don't even say it. No, they there's don't no need talking. to. There's right. no, there's no need to. Again, they they've been around the world already. They know they know this how this works. I can't find they, my baby. I don't know where my baby is, but I'll find him somewhere, somehow. I've got to let him know how much I care. I'll never give up looking for my baby. Lisa Stanfield was in the tea shop and <laughs> was watching this from a corner and she um um Lisa Stan she Lisa she's Stansfield, an investor in the tea shop. It's her tea oh, shop. Yeah. She's and, like a private investor. And you know who also is a private investor? Who? Sade. <laughs> Sade and Lisa Stansfield go in because they, they have a mutual friend. Right. And they're like, I, my dream is to have a tea shop. And they both happen to be there because it was like a business meeting. And they're <laughs> so like, they're both there. Oh, Sade's there too? Yeah, she comes in at the end. Really? No one notices her. I think people bring Sade tea. I don't think she goes into the tea shop. Of course she does. She's such a normal person when she's not Sade. Okay. Um, she's a smooth operator. But listen, so they they have this tea okay. and they're turned on, but they're like, they're like we're not going to do anything. Okay. And I... There's one version of this story where they go on the tour and they really don't do anything. But what happens is that Donna is sort of like not really hooking up. You know what I mean? Like she's just working. Well, but again, Monty, it's, a, it's a busy, busy show. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. And, and But Monty's a rock god. Yeah. And so he's getting laid. And Donna knows about it and starts to like sort of tease him. See, I disagree. Okay. I'm I'm diverging okay. because again, Monty's <laughs> staying out of the drama. Oh yeah. Remember, he is having his own stuff. He's right. not sharing. He's just kind of he shows up. He does the gig. He goes. Does he back go? And forth. Does he go back? And does like where he's like, oh, I'm in 
so-and-so for three nights, I'm going to do a gig at a bar later. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And remember, Donna also was doing, right. she was also doing press for her, she had an album or something out around That was this. in the 90s. Wasn't it? Yeah, no, that was I think 93. it was. No, I think it was now. Just the Dream, that? Was no, I don't know. I don't know then. But yeah. I imagine she was doing other, like everyone's doing other things because this is not like, it's not like the other shows where it's back-to-back-to-back shows. Like there's chunks of little breaks and everything. So Madonna does. Not that much. Through. I mean, it's only a three-month gig. Like it's a pretty I fast. think that when they got to the States in New York City, yeah. they went for pizza uh-huh. and they shared a kiss. Oh. And for the rest of the tour, it's been this delayed like tension. Got it. And that's it. And that's what they're doing on stage because yes. the tension is so alive that they 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 are they're pl- using it on the stage. I like it. And Madonna knows about this because Monty told her. Right. Monty well, tells Madonna everything. She has no choice. And she's like, keep it going, but don't, you know. Don't sleep with Donna. Exactly. Because of what happened with Marty. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Marty. No, but you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. What like, happened with Marty? Like it bring it well, it brings it brings the t- it, it keeps everything alive I on know stage. Exactly, yes. And it also controls Madonna's hands because Madonna has lots of hand gestures during this section. And finally they give her a drum and she has a drum that during the jam session. Donna does. Yeah, they give Donna a drum. Uh, okay. Nikki doesn't get a drum. She doesn't need one. No, she doesn't because she keeps her hands to herself. And she has a lot of talking to do. <laughs> It's you coming. go, girl. You go, girl. Release yourself. Release yourself. <laughs> so th- this kind of goes sing your to- play your song, girl. That's what she says <laughs> this, in this. I play love your song, it. girl. Um, she comes down with the guitar. Oh wait, 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 wait. Okay, so going back. So yes, I think I think we've I think we basically told the um it's the true tension. story. It's lots of yeah. tension. I think we've gotten to yeah. the truth, which I love. I love everyone. Everyone acted appropriately. And then into this number enters a dancer who I have not noticed before. Antonio. Yeah. Have you noticed him in the show before? Like, I haven't paid attention. He's been around, but not in a featured way like this. And so, I, and I, I imagine he's been in costumes, hidden like right. his beautiful hair and his, yeah. like, like that's all been hidden away. But now, vamos Antonio. Vamos Antonio. Antonio sort of like moving around during the first part of the song, and then he gets this centerpiece to dance. Gorgeous, so gorgeous, and beautiful, and powerful, yes. and. Um, and Madonna starts beating on the drum. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's Madonna at her most authentically musical. Yes. I, I just love it. It's I love like, it. Yes, it's like, it is goes back to the thesis of music brings the people together. It's mm-hmm. like, and there's just great joy in the play. It made me think of this, um, this is a, not that crazy, this TED Talk by Elizabeth Gilbert. Have yeah. you ever seen this one about creativity? I've, I've read Elizabeth Gilbert's book on creativity. Okay. I'm sure it's based on this. Yeah, so she talks about this idea of genius. Mm, um, yeah. And she talks yeah. about how, like, you know, we have this idea that genius is inside of us. Like, I'm a genius. Whereas, like, the ancients or Greeks or, you know, and it, where this idea of genius came from is, like, genius lives outside of us. And sometimes 
we experience genius, something flows through us. Okay, centuries ago in the deserts of North Africa, people used to gather for these moonlight dances of sacred dance and music that would go on for hours and hours until dawn. And they were always magnificent because the dancers were professionals and they were terrific, right? But every once in a while, very rarely, something would happen and one of these performers would actually become transcendent. And I know you know what I'm talking about because I know you've all seen at some point in your life a performance like this, you know? And it was like time would stop and the dancer would sort of step through some kind of portal, and he wasn't doing anything different than he had ever done, you know, a thousand nights before, but everything would align, and all of a sudden, he would no longer appear to be merely human. You know, he would be like lit from within and lit from below, and all like lit up on fire with divinity. And when this happened back then, people knew it for what it was, you know, they called it by its name. They would put their hands together and they would start to chant, Allah, 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 God, 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 that's God, you know? Um, curious historical footnote, um, when the Moors invaded southern Spain, they took this custom with them and the pronunciation changed over the centuries from Allah, Allah, Allah to ole, 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 which you still hear in bullfights and in flamenco dances in Spain when a performer has done something impossible and magic. But there's something about this sequence that is like, it's like I see God or I see, there's something deeper I see in this, in this experience that is so profound. It's like so essential and true. Well, in some ways it's like, you know, and it's not just because it's a familiar song that we love, but like there's something, the whole show and everything they've done up to this point builds to this moment of kind of cathartic emotional music yes. and and it yes it's a song from 1986 that we love but there's nothing nostalgic about it it no. feels very of the moment these people coming together after the journeys they've all taken separately to 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 have this moment together and i yes. love that Audience, if the audience couldn't get more excited and like all those basic ladies who were waiting for like a virgin, they are on their feet now. If they weren't on their feet for like La Isla Bonita, they are on their feet now. This made me think a lot of um, Madame X because I thought like this is the same. She's this form for the rest of her career so far of like she withholds, withholds, withholds and then releases, you know, and like. In Madame X, it was like, you know, everybody in the audience is like, what? I mean, we get Frozen, and then, like, there's, I think it's like Come Alive is in there. And then we get to, like, a prayer, and then the whole audience finally got up Finally, on their feet. they got something. But yeah. this is that holiday moment is like, even La Isla Bonita, which is like, oh, yeah, but it was different. 
this is like pretty close you know it's a different version of holiday but it's pretty close to the original like well so what i yeah it is it is and and the joy of it and yes. madonna has has had a catharsis she yes. is now uh, like she's in the home she's stretch free. she's free she's free it's the best thing so nikki gets to do a big rap Oh. She gets to do. She she brings it out. She she gets a little moment while Madonna gets herself together, and Donna fetches a coat. <laughs> exactly. Donna fetches the coat. <laughs> Nikki gets a moment. Donna fetches a coat. There you go. Poor Donna. You know, and- I I know that we are just you know. It's probably not like this at all, but that's what it looks like. To it, us. Body language tells a tale. Yeah. So they do this version of of um, holiday. It's never this great again. It's no. so great. It's, it's so, so yeah. It's so easy. So easy. Smooth. They could do it in their sleep. Yeah. It will always be. And I, I love Donna Delory. I yes. love Nikki Harris. I love Madonna. This will always be their song, the three of them. A hundred percent. Always. And yes. we say this every time they do it, but like... The silhouette, it everything. Was, it was so them. nice to clear the clutter of the military version in Girly <laughs> Show. It's like, welcome back, ladies. Yes. Um, when I say pimp, you say ho. Pimp ho. Pimp, pimp ho. ho. No, no, no. no. <laughs> when I say pimp, you say ho. Pimp This is the pimp section or the ghetto section, but again, wrong. It's so silly. It's just wrong. It's so silly. And she throws that little hat off. I love Every the hats. night she throws a hat yeah. off into I love the audience. The I, I love when she wears hats. I know. <laughs> Except when she's directing. Oh. I love when they take out the little like hankies and they drop them and they, it's so gorgeous. Yeah. And it's fun. It's playful and it's, it's, you her know. Her t shirt says, or her tank top, mother. And then the back of it says, fucker. Yeah. Which uh, they are brilliant on editing in the video because you never see the back. You never see the back. No, no. <laughs> um, and the great dance break. Oh, and but the, the lights change. Oh, it's like let's do it, ladies. Yes. And it's just like oh my gosh. Yes. This we're 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 bathing in the nostalgia of it all. Yeah, and they just sort of like it's like they they don't even um, you know.
Nirvana. And this is, I remember really clearly, in this section of the show, I remember really clearly from live. I think I've even talked about this from being live. It was a really long wait between holiday and when we get to music. It's oh, really? Like, I'd say it's between like five and six minutes of like just, just cheering. Yeah. Wow. People going crazy. Um, and then sort of the song starts with the, do you, do you like to, you know, like the, the created the voice and you're like, Oh my God, it's finally going to happen. You knew there was another song cause the lights in the theater hadn't gone on, but they make you, they made us wait. Yeah. Or she made us wait. Well, and, and I, I guess, I guess the, the thing about this version of music, it's a great version, but, um, there's nothing surprising about it. It's exactly what it needs to well, be. Well, it is all of the things we've seen before, but it is also taken to another level, including, and, and this is something that I think is like about the live experience because we've seen the screens in all the performances she's done on the shows with all of the images of her. Yeah. Um, one of the, uh, but that has a different impact live for me, at least this was a moment when I, when she, when the screen started to show all of the clips from all the other videos, mm -hmm. I, which they had done at the Grammys. And right. Stuff. Yeah. But being there and seeing her, and seeing her, she's on that like turntable that's like the, the record and her. And that's also when she comes over to the sides and really plays to the sides. Yeah. I had an out of body experience. Oh, I, I love that. I, I like, love that. I, I, it was like, it was his, for me, the first moment where really, truly, and I, I think I've referenced this before on the show that I was like, oh my God, Madonna has been a part of my life for so long. And every single image I see is part of my life. Mm. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't know how else, to, like, yeah. that I was so overwhelmed by it. Like, I remember, like, screaming and crying yeah. and, like, just, like, I, and even now talking about it, I can remember that feeling of, like, in that moment of realizing, like, I think Madonna is going to be part of my life forever. Like. Like, and that wow. she's my childhood, she's my adolescence, she's my young adulthood, and now I'm, like, 30, Yeah, you know, and, like, here's Madonna again, like, and... But the message of that is I'm just getting started. Like, yeah. that's the thing, because she's doing this song that's new. She's yes. not doing, she's not doing material. She's not, not doing any of like her anthems, right. reliable anthems. She's not doing Into the Groove. She's not doing Vogue. She's doing her new song that sounds just as thrilling and anthemic as all the others. More but, so. But behind her is the past. Yes. And it's like, it's melding the two. And... I mean, in some ways, you could look at it very cynically and be like, well, it's a big trick because we've just spent like two hours on this set list of, of no old songs, none of these things. And now at the very end, we're going to send the audience out on two things that are giving us exactly what they came for. Three, yeah, two or three, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, but at the same time, the, the, the song that she leaves us with is this new song that's looking ahead. Yeah. Well, I think that's that is what and I, that and is I, Madonna's message. Yeah. Well, and I think and I think that the euphoria you felt as well is yes, I've been with her on this journey. Where else are we going to go? Yeah. And that's what's exciting about it. Totally. Well, again, yes, every yes, exactly right. I mean, I think this is you know every story we've seen in the four parts Madonna do has been a story of overcoming and surviving and or or imagining the survival right yeah. and and triumph. 
and we end in this triumph the madonna's true triumph which is like i have number one record in the entire world and who would have thought at this point in my career or in a career looking at it objectively you would think that she would be able to do that she's 40 which at the time or 43 which at the time seems really old yeah um you know and from somebody who's 30 or 31 being like oh my god this is you know yeah that's inspiring to me like look how where i could be in 10 years not on the stage of madison square garden but like that i can survive and thrive and grow and have reach other heights yeah also change yeah right and 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 how inevitable that change needs to be because the the thing the thing that the thing i remember about this concert tour the most was how much had changed since Girly Show yeah. in her life, in our lives. I was a teenager in high school when Girly Show came out. I was now a young adult trying to figure out how to navigate the real world without yeah. things like that, trying to get through graduate school, doing all of this stuff. The world was out there waiting for me yeah. still, and I could see the, the array of it. And this showed that you could you have to keep evolving and changing in order to not you can't stay still you can't say stay um static it creates it creates ennui it creates frustration it creates and and that kind of that freedom that she she has at the end is just so you know it it sends you out in the world feeling like you can do anything She's been fighting this revolution of love forever. 
but this was the clearest, most potent version of it. It leaves you, and it's it is like it's a full frontal like attack. You know, that end, the the very last moments we see her, she stands on that, she's jumping up and down on that. Doing those burpees, doing those burpees. She's coming up higher and higher, and at the end, she just like gives those punches into the air, and that's the last thing we see of like, keep fighting, you know, keep going, you got this, go. Yeah, and it's like that does that totally changed my life. Yeah, again, which which at in in the fall of two thousand one when she leaves us. And this was, and the, the the film version was out by the end of the year. Yeah, um, she had. Uh, we needed that message. Absolutely, we needed it, and and she didn't intend it. It's that psychic thing that she's yes. capable of doing. Um, the purest American, and in a way, like I, 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 the most American thing. Yes, you know, persistence and continue, right. continue. Um, the tour was um, a, a huge. I mean, it sold out before it even started. Yeah, started um, uh, performances, and um, it was such a huge success creatively and um, commercially. Um, I I do think that there was there's definitely a calculatingness to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's very calculated and it's very controlled, and I think um, even the humor in it is a little less. Genuine, it's 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 manufactured just as much as any of the serious stuff is, and so I think um, along the the one thing the critics said that was was th- they observed that and the lack of the hits, which I think right. were the two kind of critiques of it. Um, but I do also think that it 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 did what it needed to do f- in terms of the whole trajectory, which was reignite her love of live performance yep. and what she was p- capable of doing. For sure, and what the what the forum what the forum could do, yes, and what she could do with it next, and I think you know she continues to be a formidable touring presence, and it is really where she is at her best, yes, always, and always. um, and I think as as kind of time has gone on, and um, and you know, like it wasn't all smooth sailing because we do have to mention for our completest view, um. By Christmas, we had the Drowned World Tour 2001 and an atrocious Greatest Hits album called GHV2. That's right. And it was such a craven... um, (laughs) Money grab. Money grab because it was the radio versions of all the the hits um, from uh, Immaculate Collection on. And um, nothing inventive about it, nothing interesting about it. It was just basically like a check off the box. And... It's everything Madonna's not. Correct. And that was kind of... And it was so interesting, though, for me to get that video of Drowned World, which I was waiting for with bated breath, and this kind of silly compilation. Yeah. The yin and the yang of that. I was like, oh, yeah, but she still has to sell... You know, it was very strange to me. Yeah, I think it was... You know, yeah, it just felt very like, I have to check this box, or this is a requirement, or an Mm -hmm. expectation. And... Perhaps, maybe there was going to be something else, but then because of the world, it was like, not a new single, but maybe, I don't know, maybe there would have been more effort. It just seemed so slapdash ultimately. Yeah. And like, I think she ran out of time. I think there were other things she wanted to do. And I think, um, well, she's about to go into rehearsals for a show. Oh boy. Oh boy. (laughs) 2002 is coming very quickly. Um, but I, you know, coming back to this tour now, it 
it was such a pivotal moment and I'm glad we spent so much time talking about it Me too. because it, it, it had so much and to hear your story about how it transformed you in this way. And there was that kind of permanence. Um, and, and you know, it's interesting cause I, I feel like it, it's kind of been lost in a lot of ways sometimes for not for fans. I think the fans, a lot of people have shared, um, and thank you for everyone who shares their stories with us. They're really moving and wonderful always. But um, this was their first tour that yeah. they ever got to see. And so there's a lot of that quality to it. Um, and um, I think that, it, it, but it's it been interesting that like, it, it's kind of disappeared from like bigger conversations about Madonna and touring and all yeah. of that stuff over the years. So, well, yeah, I mean, it gets, it, it, it's a shame because I think this is something we have to confront too, as we continue doing this show, like, uh, there are a lot of concerts, there are a lot more tours coming up Yeah, and it, it sort of sometimes waters down the brand for me, like meaning the tours don't mean as much. And so it's easy to forget the tour that like really meant a lot, yeah. like that this was after, you know, so long, like for her showing up. And in a way I kind of always wish, I mean, I think when she goes on tour again, which we're thinking maybe will happen soon, like that there's, there's a lot of time between a real tour and, you know, like it'll be kind of delicious to see, you know, I think hopefully. Oh, I think, I'll let that die in there. Yeah, well, okay, I think... Okay, we'll not worry about that. Well, I think... <laughs> I think the pro... I think one of the great things about the secret weapons of this tour was the time. Yeah. And she had time to bake on things. She had things probably that she would have done in 1995. Yeah. That she said, oh, I don't want to do that. In 1998, 99, she had ideas. Oh, I don't want to do that. And so she almost had to play out some... It, it's kind of like first draft, second draft, third draft. Yeah. You almost kind of have to get through those first few impulses and then get to the good meaty stuff and I think that's where she ultimately like wound up with, yep. with Drowned World I also kind of love unlike a Sticky and Sweet tour or any of those others where it was only 50 shows yeah. and it was it was shorter and briefer than you know and I think Madame X certainly showed how um these long tours can really start to wear on you. And um, I think there was something very fresh and vibrant about the Drowned World shows that yep. because it was so quick yeah, that, yeah. that made it, made it a, a snapshot of a moment. Totally. Till next time. Till next time. Till next time. Onwards we go. Oh, 2002. Up for grabs. <laughs> Die another day. <laughs> Bye. All I want to do is talk. All I want to do is talk about Madonna. All I want to do is talk. All I wanna do is talk about Madonna. All I wanna do is talk. All I wanna do is talk about Madonna. All I wanna do is talk. All I wanna do is talk about Madonna. Little shit. All I wanna do is talk. All I wanna do is talk about Madonna. All I wanna do is talk. Just we All I wanna do is talk about Madonna. All I wanna do is talk.
Oh, God. All I want to do is hug you up, Madonna. All I want to do is talk.